It's Leonie Dawson refuses to be categorized or get a professional fucking jingle for this first bit. So it's just her in a chair singing you this dumb song. Ta-da! You're welcome. Hello, darlings. So a little bit of a longer podcast today um, because I wanted to answer one of your questions. Somebody wanted me to go into the a deep dive into my creativity and I was like what do you mean like my creative like the tools I use or my habits and she was like both please so I live to serve if you've got questions for podcast things that you want me to cover just email support at leonidawson.com and say please make a podcast about this I'll see what I can fucking do. Righto, so I've got a bunch of things to talk about. I thought I would cover the tools first um, and then get more into the habits and the philosophies of it. And I'll also talk about some resources that I found really useful for increasing my creativity. So first and foremost, um, my there's been some tools that I've started using this year since quarantine because my husband bought me a new iPad and Apple pen and it totally changed my motherfucking life. I have been wanting to try out digital illustration and I've bought all of the pens and the Wacom tablets and everything before because I figured it would streamline my creating process. Um, But they were all kind of shit. But, and I thought, look, whatever, I'll just, I needed a new iPad anyway, because mine was a billion years old and could no longer open internet pages. <laughs> um, so I got a new iPad and he got me an Apple pen as well. And as soon as I started using it, I was like, oh, holy shit, this is the bomb.com. It is so different compared to other like digital pens. They just like digital pens are just so crap in comparison to an Apple pen. It's completely life-changing. And so that totally changed my creative brain because finally I had this tool that worked amazingly well. In terms of what apps I use, mostly I use Procreate and um, that is a phenomenal app. I know most digital illustrators use Procreate as well. You can buy a bunch of extra brushes and shit to go with it, but honestly, you don't need to. Just using the tools and the brushes that are already in there is incredible. So most of what you are now seeing on my social media is created using my iPad, my Apple Pen, and Procreate. Um, and I also, I love the app GoodNotes. So I think I've got GoodNotes 5. I think it was about 10 bucks. So worth it. And so I take all of my notes when I'm studying things in there. And that's kind of a creative process in itself. There's a dude on YouTube who really totally changed my brain around how to take notes and how to learn. His name is Samuel Suresh, S-U-R-E-S-H. And he is a medical student here in Australia. And he is full-blown fucking incredible. Um, And his videos are so beautiful. And the way he describes owning his own learning and using digital apps um, and using his iPad and his Apple Pen to learn is phenomenal. So it really changed things for me. So those are kind of my new favorite tools. In terms of ones I've always used, 
Uh, I've always used a scanner because what I would do was draw it all on paper, then scan it in, and then use Photoshop to clean it up and to make it better. Um, and then also when it comes to creating my workbooks, like my goals workbooks each year, then I would use InDesign in order to be able to lay them out. So in terms of the digital tools that I use most of all, it would be the InDesign, Photoshop, my iPad and Apple Pen. If you weren't creating books, however, then you wouldn't need the InDesign or the Photoshop. You could probably just get away with Procreate and maybe something like Canva as well. I also have Canva and I love Canva. Incidentally, the founder of Canva is now the third richest woman in Australia and she's in her 30s. Fucking phenomenal. Good work, dude. Okay, Let's talk about physical tools now in terms of what I use to make art, IRL. So I use Japanese brush pens. And so these are pens that get used for um, like, you know, their traditional calligraphy and also for creating anime and cartoons and things like that. And they're beautiful. They're kind of like a very thin pointy brush that's already got the ink preloaded in them so I usually buy mine on eBay or um, Amazon and I look up Japanese brush pens or Kure Take K-U-R-E-T-A-K-E and I absolutely fucking love them to bits I don't use them as much now because I'm using the brush pen (laughs) on my Apple. But um, if I want to get hands-on, that's definitely what I would use. In terms of painting and colouring, I love Winsor & Newton watercolours. They're really nice and vibrant. And I also use waterproof Uniline pens as well. You can get these in like really commonplace. They're done by the Mitsubishi Pencil Company. And they're waterproof so that you can you know, draw something and then paint or color in it with watercolors and it doesn't smear everywhere. Hooray! I also, one of the other like main physical tools that I use is that I always keep magazines around my house, scissors and glue and markers and I do art journaling with them. So I've, I always use A4 hardcover Books. They're about 10 bucks from Montmartre. I think that's how you pronounce it. M-O-N-T-M-A-R-T-E. They're like A4 plain paper. And I've been using those since I was 16 um, as an art journal. And in fact, where I'm sitting right now, I can see my bookcase and the bottom of the bookcase is just packed with them. Ones that I've already done ranging from 1998 <laughs> till now. So those are the the tools that I use most of all. Now, in terms of books and resources, I think Julia Cameron is the head queen of the creative um, creative world. If you haven't done her Artist Way book before, that is phenomenal. But all of her books are phenomenal. She has so many books about the creative process and they're pretty amazing. Austin Cleon's books about creativity are also really good. And Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert is phenomenal. And she also has a really good audiobook on, like, for book, Big Magic. I'd really recommend the audiobook as well. 
Now, in terms of my actual creative habits and creative process, so I don't wait for the muse to turn up. Like <laughs> I'm on a schedule. I'm with my kids every morning um, and then – when I are back to school, I'm usually with my husband. We run errands. I don't work all day whatsoever. So I usually have about two hours in the afternoon to get some work done. If I was left to my own devices, is that the time that I would like to get creativity done? Fuck no. Like create like afternoons are for lying in bed with a book. <laughs> That's what afternoons are meant for. Um so like I it's just it's the time that works for me and my family though. So that's the time that I have to create. So I think this is the, the beauty of motherhood in some ways. It, as my friend Paris would have said, parent, parenting really kicks the precious out of you. So you, you can't afford to be precious about when your best, like your peak productivity time is. You just get to do it when baby's asleep or when there's a, a spot in your family's schedule that you can do it. So I run to my office and I get shit done. I keep a list of ideas and things that I want to do. So for example, I have, um, I either keep on my iPad in GoodNotes or just in a journal, wherever's near me. If I get an idea, I write it down in there and I add it to the list of shit to do when I have some time. And so when I come in here, I already have a whole bunch of ideas. I've already recorded like five podcast episodes today because I'm feeling really juiced up and I've got heaps of ideas for them. Um, also, I know that like I don't need to wait for the muse to turn up in order to have a phenomenal time creating. I can just create. I don't have to spend my time worrying about whether I'm good enough. I can just trust in the divinity of my own creations and know that they have a right to be here just as any child does. Like it's with my kids. Like I'm not going to judge who they are. I'm just going to bask in the splendor and the miracle and the wonder that they are um, and let them work out who they want to be in the world. I think the same of my creations. I'm not here to judge them particularly. I'm just here to love them and rejoice in them and think, wow, that was amazing. And what a blessing it was to bring them through into the world. Uh, one big thing that I find negatively impacts on creativity is social media. And I know people are like, oh, great, fuck, she's going to talk about social media. Yeah, I am. So here's the thing. I did an experiment and I stopped the endless scroll of social media and looking at what everybody else was doing and started just fucking concentrating on my own voice and what I wanted to share with the world. I don't need to keep on looking at what everyone else is talking about because at a certain point, I feel like there's nothing I have to contribute because it's already been said. And I get so caught up with everybody else's voices that I forget to listen to my own. So I have to be really careful around social media um, because it will affect my creative levels. Here's what I do do. I take off Facebook and Instagram off my phone because it stops me from just being able to scroll, 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 scroll. Um, I leave Messenger on there so I can still message with my mates. Um, I have my VA look after 
like social media messages for my business. But even if I didn't, I would just book in a time within my work hours to go in and spend five or 10 minutes answering everybody's questions and then get the fuck out and get on with my life. Because if you're in there all day, every day, it's just way too much energetically and creatively. I also think it's really important to do like ridiculous side projects for fun as part of your creative process, not ones that you're just being like paid for as part of your job if you've if you're in a creative field so for example last year I started um, the an art journal circle where a bunch of my mates around Australia and New Zealand we all bought a journal like a small one that we could easily post and we did a couple of pages in it and then we sent it to the next person and then everyone does a few pages in the journal and then gives it to the next person And so it's been going on since then and it just brings me so much joy and it's so incredible to see other people's creations in there as well. So I really recommend doing that with your mates. Even if you just have one friend who wants to do it with you, it is so much fun. I think another really important part of creativity is to make sure that you feel your well. Austin Cleon says in one of his books that output Problems of output are problems of input in that if you don't have new information and art and beautiful things coming in and good things going in, then you're not really going to have great stuff going out. So you need to consider like, are you nourishing your creative soul and are you inspiring it with inspiring it in different ways as well? For me, I also use the wild donkey technique for when it comes to creating. I should do a whole podcast episode about this. But wild donkey basically means that I give myself short, sharp deadlines in order to do a project and get it finished and get it out in the world. And this works really fucking well. I'm not somebody who is a marathon runner um, in in the project space. What I can do, however, is kind of fixate on something and just work on it, work on it, work on it, just done out in the world. And the thing is, when you do that, you get this huge lift and surge from once you do get it out in the world, and it gives you that much more energy to carry on and create even more things, which makes you even more creatively productive. So for example, this year, one of my silly, funny, creative side projects was to write an erotic romantic novella. Um, And I think I spent about 10 days all up writing it, um, and then just got it out in the world ASAP, basically. And it was such a joy. And if I'd spent, if I said to myself, all right, I'm going to give myself three months or six months to write this thing, guess fucking what? It wouldn't have happened. So for me, the short, sharp deadlines work really fucking well. And it's also why my 40 days to finish your book course are so popular. The 40 days to create and sell your e-course program that I run is so popular because it gives you that short, sharp deadline to get it done, get it out in the world and start seeing results. The last thing I want to say is that I think that creativity is intrinsically tied to self-love in many ways. So the more that you can love up on your beautiful self, and you know what? I don't think it's something that you actually have to create. I think it's just something that you need to tap back into because I don't for a fucking minute believe that we were created in order to beat ourselves up or think that we're shit. 
Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Like, that doesn't make any sense biologically. doesn't make any sense on a, you know, an, of an, an evolutionary front. And so, therefore, it must mean that it's been created by another construct, a human construct, like white supremacy or the patriarchy, for instance. <laughs> Let's just shoot those things out there. Um, so I think it's our it's an important right just to go, you know what, I'm actually not going to buy into that bullshit that I need to be anything different from what I am. And I can just adore who, who I am as God intended to, as as great spirit, as the all you know, the one that is, whatever name that you would call that creative spirit that envisioned and birthed all of us, even if it was just, you know, science and evolution. It's a fucking miracle, right? And that miraculous process didn't include us beating up on ourselves. I think the miraculous process is there so that we can completely enjoy and love up on ourselves and part of you might be going yeah but what if I create things a shit down because I don't beat myself up well I don't beat myself up my shit my stuff isn't shit <laughs> so no I don't I don't believe that I absolutely don't believe that and here's the thing like I can look at something that I've created and go eh, this is where it probably needs to to be shifted in order to be even better and I'll do that but it's not with any like oh god it's so shit I'm so shit like What's the point in doing that? No, creativity can just be this reckless and delicious reclamation of yourself and your voice. And it can be like bathing in a massive tub of self-love. That's what it can be and that's what it should be and that's what it was meant to be. So just throw out the the patriarchy and the white supremacy and you'll be right, babes. (laughs) All right. I hope this has been useful. Let me know if knowing these creative tools and habits is useful to you. If you've got uh, any questions that you'd like me to answer in future podcast episodes, let me know. If you want to write your book or get your course done in 40 days, make sure you check out my programs on that because that will absolutely help you do that. And if you felt like it and you like this podcast thing where I just talk shit about whatever I want, um, please feel free to give it a star on two, three, four, five. Sure, we went there. Five stars on iTunes or wherever else the fuck you listen to this so that other groovy humans may find this and go, yeah, maybe I should give this wacky chick a go. And they'll be so fucking glad they did. I'm sure of it. (laughs) Why? Because I fucking love myself. All right, my darlings, may your day be precious. May it be soaked in creativity and may it be gloriously yours. I love you. Bye.